we already have for people to give because it minimized the fees. Someone asked me why we didn't do it through Facebook. Uh, they were taking 3% plus, I think it was 30 cent per donation. Uh, and as you know, we're trying to save every penny and every dime we can for the scholarship fund itself. And so we did it through our own platforms. And listen, it was, it was, it was awesome. Uh, we raised, I think it was $11,575 was the total number. Wow. Way to go guys. Yes. Appreciate you. If, whether you gave, whether you shared the information or whether you did both, we appreciate you. Uh, let me tell you what that did. It funded one full four year scholarship. Uh, because what we do is we give a $10,000 scholarship to uh, some deserving high school senior uh, and we give them $1,250 each semester that they're in school, eight semesters, uh, as long as they maintain uh, a 3.0. And so some student is going to benefit for that because of what you did. Uh, and we appreciate it. So thank you so much for giving Tuesday. It puts our grand total for the year uh, at almost $70,000, almost $70,000 we raised thank you guys in, so in the much. year 2020 to go towards scholarships. And we couldn't have done that without you. So thank you very much. And so just a couple things about the scholarship. Number one, the scholarships go to FOC partners first. And people may be wondering why we do that. But I think it's really important to hear this. So often in the church, um, the church does a lot of outreach without doing a lot of inreach. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is, is that the people who are actually there doing the work, connected yeah. and serving, they don't get any benefits, mm -hmm. right? And so, you know, we eventually, we'd like the scholarships to be open to the public as well. Well, but for right now, they go to FOC um, partners, which is why partnership has its privileges, mm -hmm. right? There, there is something divine about being connected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so we really appreciate you guys um, for your contributions and for your sewing. And, you know, we talked about, I want to circle back a little bit. No, let's make the announcements. We're getting pretty good at this co-hosting thing together, yeah, too, right? Working. We're getting pretty good at this, right? Um, we, we It's a little bit like we're... Um, Remember Kathy and Regis years ago, yeah. a little bit like Kathy and Regis, right? But it's such a great opportunity to be able to impact so many people. So we thank you guys for every single thing that you are doing to help us spread the outreach because Fellowship of Champions is a church that is teaching people how to walk in love, how to live by faith and how to experience God's prosperity in every area of life. Mm -hmm. And if you haven't realized it yet, guys, we're a teaching ministry. We are. And the reason that we're a teaching ministry ministry is because we know the pain of really loving Jesus and going to church, but not having the tools yeah. to fix our marriage. Wanting to have the tools. Wanting to have the Desiring tools. Desiring to, 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 for life to be better, only to feel frustrated. Uh, and, and in some cases, if you're not careful, it would, it's what gets people to blaming God. To blaming so God. So we dedicated our lives to be a teaching ministry, to teach people to understand that there are processes. Yes, you can love God. Yes, you can come to church. You can do all the things. But there is some development that must take place in our soul in order for us to manifest the things that God's made available. That's why we like Romans 12 and 2 so yes, much. It, is. it says, be transformed by the renewing yes. of your mind. Why? So you can prove what is that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to run through our announcements right quick. We're going to pray and we're going to get started. Mm -hmm. Today we are talking about faith foundations, mm -hmm. faith foundations. And I think you're going to see why um, faith foundations is foundational as we go through this. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow morning at um, noon, um, I do Mindset Monday every Every Monday and um, it is going to be I'm going to be continuing faith because I'm doing um, a project called 31 days of faith where every day in the month of December I'm sharing 
about faith with the hopes of helping us build our faith into biblical faith. Right. And that's Monday, 12 at Central Standard Time. Central right? Standard Time. Yes. And then on Tuesday night, we have prayer. Everybody shout it up for prayer. Yes. Give some hearts, give some yes. lights. Why? Yes. Because the strength of any life, the strength of any family, the strength of any business and the strength of any ministry is based on the strength of its prayer that's life. Right. That's right. It is our responsibility to find out the will of God and pray the will of God into the earth realm. That mm -hmm. is our responsibility. Jesus said, when you pray to pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when you tune into prayer, you're going to notice that our prayer team, they don't have their eyes closed. Typically, right. they're not down on their knees. They literally have sheets of paper but that they are like, if this is the objective, here is what the word says about it. We need to pray the word. And I want to encourage you guys to come on Tuesday night at 8 p.m. As many people as show up for church, come to prayer, yes. come to prayer and learn how to pray, participate in prayer because something supernatural happens when you pray. And you can, you know, literally the great thing about it is that, you know, if you turn, if you come and you like the page and turn the notification on, even if you get busy, the notification will pop up there for you. And so you can be driving and listen to it in your ear pods or, or, or you can be walking or whatever you need to be doing, shopping. I listen to prayer sometimes when I used to have to take the kids to their events because it, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to them pray. And so I'm praying with them. But, but it's really just getting into me. You know, I'm hearing the prayer initiatives. I'm, I'm agreeing with the word. Even if even if I can't type because I'm, I'm doing something else, I can say amen and agree with what they're praying about. Amen. So we encourage you to come to prayer on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And and then talk about Pastor Ralph on Wednesday. And so on Wednesday nights, man, if you have not been watching Wednesday night service, you have just been missing out. Yeah. Every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, uh, we have what's called Refresh Bible Study. And, and the name is not fortuitous. It really does refresh you. Uh, it's it's a, Ralph. He, he's a he's a, a, a Bible teacher. Uh, he used very he used a lot of examples uh, that represent the family. Mm -hmm. He used a lot of examples that represents uh, what would happen on your job. Very natural examples that that even if you didn't understand the word, when he gets to give an example and applying it, there's no way you don't understand it. And so he's been teaching that and the series that he's involved with right now is an entire series called uh, Not Growing Weary. And there's some sub uh, parts to that that he's been teaching each week. But all of it is around this idea of do not give up for doing well yes. <laughs> because there's a reward there's if a you reward. don't. That's what the Bible and, uh, says. And he's been teaching and he's been preaching it uh, and it's been going right in line with what we've been talking about. It goes right in line with the with the word that the Lord gave us going into 2021, uh, you know, which is available on our website. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you should go to our website or go to the Fellowship of Champions Facebook page and read that word that he gave FOC uh, concerning not growing weary, not giving up uh, and what we can expect in 2021. So yeah, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Come to Bible study. That's right. And then on Sunday morning, we have Pastor Chris who does kicks us off with worship at 9.30 a.m. And even before that, Thursday nights. Don't forget about Thursday nights with Ignite. I mean, we Thursday have Thursday nights, nights we have Ignite, night, 7 p.m. 7 p.m. for um, our teens. Yep. And then we have ministry for fellowship. I mean, for um, Victory Zone. For Victory Zone. Yep. And they we can do, you can engage with Victory Zone really at any time, multiple times, because those videos are there on the website. You can simply go to the website. I believe it's up there. It is, it's probably scrolling right now. Uh, I think it's www.focchurch.com slash VZIgnite. And uh, look, you can go there, you can get the videos, you can find out the information for the Zoom link, get your teens involved. 
You know, it's great that everybody's coming to church and they're getting fed, but we can't leave the kids out, right? We can't leave the kids out. You want to get the word planted in their heart. Mm -hmm. And something I've been doing that you may want to do for your families, we have a family group. Yes, we do. And what we've been doing is putting a scripture in every day because we want to get yeah. the word in their heart. Yeah. And, you know, we don't always ask them to give us feedback. Sometimes we tell them to pray and ask the Holy Spirit about something. But we're really trying to make sure that they develop because we want to They can't live off your faith forever. They cannot live, they off, cannot your live forever. off your faith forever. So you got to start training them it to be able to understand and hear uh, God for themselves. That's so important because I can remember when I realized I could not live off my grandmother's yeah, faith yeah. because for many of us, I don't know about you, but I used to call my grandmother because I felt like my grandmother could mm -hmm. hear from God. A lot of people still do that. They call other people to get a word from God, which, yes. which I understand that, but you want to be able to hear God for yourself. You want to be able to hear God for yourself and you want your children to be able to hear from God. So another good practice is you give them a scripture and then you ask them, what God is saying to them about what they are hearing because you want to train them. Everybody say training. The Bible says to train our kids up in the way that they should go. We train them their ABCs. We train them multiplication. But are we training them in a lifestyle of faith? And a lifestyle of faith is bigger than just being a good person. How many of you know that there are some good people who do not know Jesus? We need to train our kids yes. in the word. Amen. And so um, I wanted to say... So we covered all of the announcements, right? So uh, Sunday morning. We talked about Sunday morning. And then come back Sunday to church. Morning. I wanted to do something that we haven't done in a long we did, time. Just, just to mention Chris, Pastor Chris's uh, web, um, Facebook page if people haven't followed it yet. Facebook page. Uh, so it's scrolling there so you can follow that. Uh, um, let me make sure I do that correctly. Uh, it's up. Is well, it it's up? right there. It's on right. The oh, Kristen Valley Kristen Worship. Valley okay. Worship. Okay. So you can check out Kristen uh, Valley Worships. Go and like and yes. follow her page. If you like and follow all of the pages, even if you don't remember, the notifications will pop up because the reality of it is, is that many of us, we live with our phones we either do. in our hands or close to us. What I want us to do right now is if you're a first time visitor, I want you to say first time. And then everybody else, I want you to say good morning. Pick somebody, say good morning. See somebody that you see every week, say good morning. That yeah. is one of the things I really miss about church. Church, which is the fellowship aspect of yes. it. So this morning, say good morning to somebody. Tell them you glad yeah. to see them. If you saw somebody that you shared the broadcast with one of your Facebook friends, they dropped cool. on. Yeah. Say, hey, good yeah. morning. Yeah. I'm glad to see yeah. you. You sure look cute. Yeah. Just assume they look cute, yeah. right? <laughs> and so we're going to pray and then we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to just jump into this because we're excited about this teaching. Mm -hmm. You're going to see our excitement because we love the subject yes. of faith. Amen. Yes. So you want me to pray? Yes. Okay. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving. You're so worthy. You're so good. You're so kind. The Bible says to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. So we enter in this morning saying, praise the Lord. You are worthy to be praised. You are great and you are magnificent and you are holy and you are righteous and you are kind and you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords and you are Jehovah Rapha and Jehovah Nisi and, um, and the God of our peace and the God of our righteousness. Everything that we need is found in you. And we thank you for being such a complete God. We thank you for dealing with every area of our lives and you dealt with our sin area in the in the in in Jesus we thank you for Jesus thank God for Jesus thanks be to God who has given us the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ we thank you for the written word we thank you for the word that corrects us instructs us rebukes us and transforms us and we thank you for the Holy <coughs> Spirit Jesus left the Holy Spirit and said I'm gonna send you a, I'm gonna give you a teacher and that teacher is gonna lead you into all truth so Holy Spirit we invite you to flood <coughs> 
flood this live. Lord, flood this live. Tear the scales off of our eyes, the places that our hearts are stony, prick them, the places that our ears are dull of hearing, unstop them, the places where our eyes cannot see, in the entrance of your word brings light. We thank you for the power to change, to be transformed. We thank you that we've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. We don't have to stay bound in any area Amen. because Jesus already freed us. Amen. Now, as this teaching goes forth about faith, we pray that we have eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand and that conversion would come and we will be healed. All the misconceptions about faith, the misunderstandings, the presumption, the foolishness be broken now and the word flow freely that your people can walk in victory as you have ordained. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I see people saying good morning. So we're talking about faith foundations this morning and we want to tell you something. So I'm just going to talk to you about this four times in the Bible. It says the just shall live by faith. Four times. It says the just shall live by faith. It says it in Habakkuk two and four. It says it in Romans one and seven. It says it in Galatians three and 11 and Hebrews 10 and 38. Four times the just shall live by faith. So it, we know in the natural, if you were in a biology class, mm-hmm. if you were in an algebra class, in a history class, anytime you see something multiple times, you know it's going to be on the test. Yes, it's going to show up again. It's going to show up on the test. The same is true for spiritual truths. Faith is how we pass all the tests that life will present Amen. us. Faith is how we pass all the tests that life will present us. Faith is how we please God. Faith is how we overcome the strategies of the enemy. And faith is how we access the supernatural power of God. So we need to understand that faith is important. Absolutely, It is vital to the life of every born again believer. Amen. Amen. And in spite of its extreme importance of faith, many believers are actually ignorant of biblical faith. Mm. We confuse hope, wants, and desires with faith. And sometimes we operate in foolishness and presumption (laughs) and call it faith. So the purpose of this teaching is to give us a working understanding of biblical faith so that we can operate according to God's desires and receive everything he has for us. I'm going to start with my favorite example about what faith is not. Let's say you want me to pick you up from work today. So you pray, God, let Sean come and pick me up from work today. You sow a seed by paying for someone's Uber. You write a faith declaration and you offer a sacrifice of praise. You are so excited that I am coming to pick you up. You are telling everyone because you are full of expectation that I will pick you up from work today. And much to your surprise, when you get off work, I am not there to pick you up. You begin to say religious things like delay is not denial. So you don't call for another ride. And finally, after an hour of waiting and feelings of disappointment, you realize that I am not coming. So you find a ride home, but you are disappointed and even offended with me. This may seem like an extreme example, but unfortunately, this is how many believers treat their walk of faith. They believe that because they desire it, want it, and pray about it, that God is obligated Obligated. to do it. As a result, they find themselves disappointed, frustrated, distrusting, and even offended with God. How did they get there? Let's go back to my example. Did I ever tell you that I would pick you up? Mm. See, faith starts where a will of God God is known. You need a word in order to have Mm -hmm. faith. 
the presumption that because you wanted me to do it, that I would come through it, cause you to skip a fundamental step in faith, which is you must have a word from God. You Everybody must. put that in there. You must have a word from God. Faith begins where the will of God is known. The will of God is revealed through a word, his word. It could be in the Bible. It could be a, a rhema word. It could be through a prophecy, but it's going to begin with a word. You need a word. You need a word from I, God. You, that's what they're supposed to be typing right now. I, I need, need a, a word, word from, from God. God. And need, here's the great thing. One word from God can change your whole your life. Whole life. Maybe one word from God can change your whole life. And so while it's interesting, you listen to my example mm -hmm. and people go, well, that's stupid. Why would someone think that you were going to pick them up if you didn't say it, mm -hmm. right? Why would you think you're going to get married this year if God did not specifically tell you? Because you really are taking a desire, a personal and I don't call it selfish, but a personal self desire. And you are then throwing that desire and responsibility to bring that desire to pass over to someone else, the someone else being the Lord. And so it's important to understand that God is not obligated to respond to our desires. Mm -hmm. He is not obligated to respond to our wants. Mm -hmm. He is not obligated to respond to our needs. That's true. He doesn't even respond to our temper tantrums. What is the one thing God responds to? Faith. Faith. He responds to faith. He responds to faith. Universally. He didn't say, well, you're, well, you're a woman, well, you're black, you're, you're white, you're tall, you're short, you're fat, you live you're in Arkansas. He, he responds to faith. It's why the Bible tells us that we need faith so bad because without it, it's what? Impossible, Impossible to please God. Him. And, and, and why does it, and, and I used to always think like, well, why do I want to please God? Well, the way I please God is by allowing his desire for me to come to pass. God gets pleased when he gets to be good to me. So when I understand that, then I want to find out everything I can about faith. I want to find out what do I need to be doing to be pleasing God? Because to please God really is for to allow him to make my life as grand it is, as it was always designed. To be. It's, it brings us back into his will for mm -hmm. our lives. Yeah. And so how many of you, as you think about this, can think about times that maybe you have been disappointed, you have been frustrated, you have been aggravated because you wanted something and that thing didn't come to pass. And so then you begin to get offended with God. Yep. You begin to distrust God. You begin to say things like this faith stuff doesn't work, but you didn't actually have a word from God. Yes. Now, I want to say this, and then Pastor Edwin's going to talk about the two primary ways that God taught I think that this is important to understand that the Bible, the Bible gives us general words. Yes. The yes. Bible gives us yes. general words, but the Holy Spirit is going to give us the specific words for our mm -hmm. lives. And I think I used this example one day with the 31 days of faith where I talked about when we were on our journey, when we decided that we were going to lose weight. I actually was the person who found keto first. Yep, you were. When I found keto, you actually said, that's stupid. I'm not doing no keto. Right. Is that what happened? Yep. I did keto and I initially lost like six pounds, but I got sick. It made my stomach hurt real bad, right? And then you said, let me see what this keto is about. Because once I found out that I didn't have to give up cheese, I was willing to do anything. But I'm not doing any dietary restriction that requires me to give up any cheese at all. Well, amen. Amen. But go ahead with your keto. You know, does anybody else think he feel really strongly about cheese? Okay. Um, and so anyway, so 
we both knew that God, God was talking to both of us about getting our bodies in, in better shape. Mm -hmm. We were thankful. We didn't have any health challenges, right. but he was telling us that if we really wanted to live to be a hundred, there were some changes that we needed to make. Right. And so I started with keto because yeah. keto seemed like yeah. a good idea. Yeah. I initially lost six pounds, yeah. but it made my stomach hurt. Right. Keto wasn't the per we had a general world that word that God wanted us to leave to improve our, our eating and our movement, which went along with yep. third John yep. beloved above all things. Yep. I wish you would prosper and be in health, even, even as, as your, your soul, soul prospers. prospers. Right. But our plan was not the same. So I was asking the Lord, you know, why, you know, why does keto work for strict and it don't work for me? Mm -hmm. And he said, cause it's not your plan. He said, your plan is what I need you to do is come up <laughs> off that meat. That's your plan. Yep. And so I think that so many times when we're comparing ourselves to somebody else's journey, what we do is we look at what somebody else is doing and what we say, if God, here's an important thing. We say, if God did it for one, he'll do it for me. And this is true. Right. But he's not obligated. Right. You were about to no, say no, it. Go ahead, go ahead. He's not obligated to do it the same That's way. Right. And many of you are frustrated right now yeah. because it is the will of God for you to have a happy marriage. Mm -hmm. It is the will of God for you to be at yeah. peace. It is the will of God for you to feel loved and complete and whole. But you are trying to get it either your own way or the way you yeah. think somebody else has gotten yeah. it. And the Bible says that anything that is not done with faith, Anything that is not done in faith is sin. And we don't like to talk about things being sin mm -hmm. because it makes us uncomfortable. But the Bible says anything I do, that means my giving yeah. can be out of faith yes. and be in oh, sin. Absolutely. It's the missing of the, the mark. Missing of the mark. Right. It means my desire to be in love yes. can miss the mark yes. and be in sin. Yes. Whatever is not done in faith is sin. That's good. That's good. That's good. And so then we talk about this idea then about about God speaking. Right. Because you need to have a word. So people often say, well, OK, I don't hear God or I don't understand. You know, I don't hear nothing. Or I'm not getting a word. So I want to talk real quick then about these two ways. And, and it could be more. But I, but we know specifically there are two ways that God speaks. Uh, and one of the ways that God speaks is through his word. The other way that God speaks is through his spirit. So there are two ways that God is going to communicate with us about the will of the, his will for our lives. Amen. When we first start talking about the first way that God speaks, we start talking about his word. Well, what do you mean God speaks through his word? Well, the Bible tells us in Hebrews 4 and 12 that the word of God, the word, the, the, the Bible, that it's not just a book of, of, of print that it is literally alive, it is powerful, and, it, and, it, and, it, and it, it, it does some things. You know, it cuts, it divides, it separates, it appropriates, it does all of the things necessary yeah, for our lives. So the word of God is not like um, a, Robert, a Robinson Crusoe novel, where I read it and, and, and it says the same thing every time. I can literally yeah, read the word good. of God and what it said to me today will be breathed on by Holy Spirit Come in that on. same scripture can give me new revelation in new insight and new direction the very next day so so that's why we we, we say all the time at fellowship of champions you can't despise repetitive, repetitive teaching. teaching because the teaching may be repetitive but watch this the revelation is come on somebody the, the, it may be the same title it may be the same scriptures it may even be taught in the same month that it was taught last year but if holy spirit breathed on it 
and, and you're open to it, it'll give you new revelation because you're in a different place in your life. Yeah, so it's a good chance that if you're not getting anything new from the spirit, in for new revelation from the word, you are reading it from your intellect. Yes, you're reading, you're mentally ascending to the word as opposed to allowing Holy Spirit to deal with your heart around that word. Come on. So we said he speaks, so so we said he speaks in two ways. He speaks he through his word and through his spirit. The other way he speaks through his word, we see this in scripture in John 17 and 17. When he tells us, Jesus says to them that they're going to be sanctified by, by the word. They're going to be sanctified by by the word. Now, we know that the word is Jesus. Come because on. The Bible says it tells us that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and, and he was the word. We Come know on. that they're all one. TJ. So he says the word, my word is going to sanctify you. Why? He says, because my word is true. Now, that's important because in our lives, in the way we live in this world, there are things that appear to us that appear to be true. But anytime anything's appear to be real or to be true, but it goes against the word that God has given you, then you have to determine which one is really true. He says, let my word sanctify you or cleanse you. In other words, let my word get you right so you know my word's always true. In other words, if the economy says, oh, my gosh, everybody's going to lose their money. Everybody's going to be broke. We're going to have a great, a great depression. This this worse than the one we had back back in the early part of the century uh, of last century. And, and God says, this is your year of great harvest. You got to decide which one is true. You just got to decide. He said, so let my word sanctify you. Let my word cleanse you. Let my word uh, keep you solid. The Bible, you, the Bible says that his word is like an anchor for us. He says, so let that word keep you solid because my word is true. And then in Proverbs 23, 5 and 6, he tells us that God's word can be proven. Come and on. Praise God. We can take him at his word. Somebody ought, his to, word. ought to type that in the comment section. Say, I can take God at, at his, his word. word. I can take God at his word. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 5 and 6, it says every word of God proves true. In other words, the economists are telling you that 2021 is going to be a bad year for small businesses. But you're a small business owner who got the word that it is still your season of great harvest. He says, why don't you just trust God and let that word prove true? You, you, every other business may go under. He says, but not yours. Why? Because you are allowing this word to prove true. The Bible says he is a shield to all who come to him for what? Protection. Protection. That means it ain't no shame in my game when I'm relying on the word of God. And so we understand that one of the ways that God speaks is through his word. No, it's interesting. I was reading a survey and I don't remember the numbers, but it was startling the number of believers who do not believe the word is true. Yes. Mm -hmm. They were saying that I think it was it was like 30 or 40 percent of believers don't believe heaven is real. Wow. Don't believe hell is real yes. and do not believe the word of God is wow. true. They believe that it's a good word. And if you don't, let me help you. If you don't believe the word of God is true, you cannot even have confidence that you are saved because you yeah. find out that Jesus is your savior through the word of mm -hmm. God. And if you treat the word like it's any other book, like it's optional, like it's the, the challenge for so many believers is that they have never made the word of God first and final in their authority. Oh, come on, come on. They treat the word of God like a buffet. Yeah. So it's like, 
Oh, I want to be blessed. I'm down with that. Oh, I got a soul to be blessed. I'm not down with yeah. that. Oh, I'm supposed to be obedient. Well, I don't mind cussing people out because I don't really cuss. But fornication, I'm going to fornicate because everybody got needs and need to get a little bit. The reality of it is, is that if you do not take the word of God as absolute truth that literally reconfigures facts, because I think that's another thing yeah. that people confuse. There are feelings. There are facts and there are God's yeah. truth. Mm -hmm. The fact is, and people say you, they love when we talk about Jordan. The fact was that Jordan could not talk. Right. The fact is that they said that they didn't know that she was ever going to be able to talk. They the, didn't know the, that she, the, the fact is we could not understand her communication. The fact is yeah. we could not understand her. But the truth is that God said that he unlooses the tongues of the mute. Yes. And so what we did is we took that word and then we did everything else he instructed us to do. And now we have a daughter who can fully communicate because we didn't stop at our feelings. We didn't stop at the facts. We went after the truth because the truth is superior. The absolute truth. The which, absolute which truth. Which is the word of God. Which is the word of God. And so we saw that, so we said that there's two ways. So so number one, we said it's through his word, which is why we believe that we don't care what we, we say what all the time. We are paper Bible saved. We paper Bible saved. In other words, we believe in having an actual Bible. Now, whether you have an actual Bible or not, if you're on your phone, you your computer, that's fine. You I need think a paper you ought to Bible. get one. But you need to be reading God's word. You need to know what his word says, what his word says, not just a couple of little scriptures, but you need to get in there and read that word. Why? Because he reveals truth through his word. The other thing he does is he he reveals his word by or through his spirit. His spirit. The Bible says in John 6, 13, it says when the spirit of truth comes, John 6, 13, it says he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. That's why you need Holy Spirit active, involved in your life It's why you need to be sensitive to Holy Spirit. Yes. Because listen what it says. It says it says when Holy Spirit comes, he ain't going to just be talking. He ain't going to just be throwing out random suggestions. It says he's only going to say what God is saying. Come on. That he is he is our bridge to the mouth of God. That God speaks, Holy Spirit hears it and gives it to us without anything filtered and unadulterated or anything. He just gives us what God said. That's why you want Holy Spirit in your life. Yes. Because he's going to reveal to you. He's not speaking on his own authority. He ain't telling you what he thinks. He's telling you what God said. Come on. John 16 and 13. He's speaking by his spirit. And then in John 14 and 26, it says it again in another way. It says, but the helper. Who is the helper? The Holy Spirit. The it Holy says, Ghost. Whom the Father will send in my name. Jesus is telling them, I'm going. I'm not just going to leave truth up to, uh, uh, up to you to figure out. I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you a teacher. I'm going to send you someone who doesn't speak on his own authority. I'm going to send someone who, who who's going to give you exactly what the father says. It says, and when he comes, he's going to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. That's the reason that we don't ever have to feel like we're without an answer. Come on. We may not have the answer in this moment, but we know what we can tap into to get that answer. Man, it's like what James says. James says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask. God. Let him ask of God who gives to him what liberally, liberally and unabraided. In other words, he says he'll give you more than you ever thought you needed to know. 
And so that is why it's so important that you study God's word and that you be palatable to the Holy Spirit. You be palatable to the Holy Spirit. No, this is a beautiful thing right here because I was thinking about this. You know, every, most of us have smartphones now. Yep. And, and how many of you have seen people get on social media and ask a question that they just could have Googled? Yep. <laughs> or co-sign and share a story yep. that they just could have Googled, yep. right? It's like you got the answers right at your fingertips. Well, the Holy Spirit is more accurate yes. than Google. Yes. And you're walking around here wondering what you should do when you can just ask the Holy Spirit. And then there are people who say, like, this is one of the things I hate. This is one of them religious cliches. And this is why I really just, I hate a lot of the stuff that we say because it sounds good and we don't mm -hmm. even think about it. When it they sounds good, but it's just dumb. It's no tell it. Tell it, it sounds like it good, is. but it's it just sound dumb. Good as it, here's yeah. something that sounds good, but it's just dumb. When they say the teacher is always silent during the test. No, your natural teacher may be silent during the test, but the Holy Ghost ain't silent during no test. He the giving Holy you the Ghost, answers. The Holy Ghost like, no, the answer is C. The answer is C. And see, when you believe that dumb stuff because you don't read your Bible, yeah. it's the reason that believers think they need horoscopes. Mm -hmm. It's the reason that believers think they can be Christians and be witches. Mm. It's the reason that people don't mm. understand the difference between sage and the anointing oil because you don't know scripture and you don't have the Holy Ghost to lead you into truth. And the Bible tells us you have to be careful in the last days that you don't have itching ears and you go to people who tell you what makes you feel good to let you continue to live in mm -hmm. your flesh because in your flesh there is no good thing I don't care how good you are I don't care how many accolades yes, you get yes. you cannot please God in your flesh and in reality because we have so many believers who do not value the word and do not value Holy Spirit we have an echo epidemic of carnal Christians who literally think that God is their beck and call boy yeah and but and that's why the scripture even says eyes have not seen and ears have not heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love them because we live off of these religious slogans we don't get deep enough uh, uh, Clarissa said it, it looks good on the surface. You just can't check it out because if you start to check it out, you're going to find out this ain't really working. Eyes have not seen. Why has eyes not seen? Ears have not heard. Why have my mind not imagined? Because what God's going to reveal to me, it cannot be detected through my five senses. I got to be willing to allow Holy Spirit to be on the inside of me where he can show me something I've never seen before. Amen. You know, we talk all the time. Uh, you can see this blue wall behind us. You don't need faith for that wall. You don't. You don't need faith to know. That, that's a wall back there. You don't need faith for it. You don't need faith for stuff you can see. You don't need faith for stuff you can touch. You don't need faith for stuff you can smell, for stuff you can hear, or for, or, or for any of your five senses. You don't, you don't need faith for that. What you need faith for is for what you can't see, for what you can't hear, for what you can't comprehend. That's why he says you need Holy Spirit, because there are things that I have mapped out for your life that you're never going to tap into with just your five senses, because what I have for you is greater than what you can naturally live by. And, and one of the problems is that when we live by our five senses, mm -hmm. we literally will come into agreement with hell over heaven. Yeah. Yeah. We will come into passion. What because do you it's mean? temporal. It's subject to it's, change. It's right. Why would you want to come into agreement with something that's subject to change rather than come into agreement with something that's been solidified in heaven? So people 
because they feel anxious mm -hmm. will come into agreement with heaven's hell's agenda yes. to torment them with anxiety yes. instead of coming into agreement with the fact that Jesus took your anxiety mm -hmm. and now what you need to learn how to do is to train your brain so the enemy can't torment you now I want to say this because here's the thing this is where I think we really get into a lot of trouble in America when we are talking about somebody being oppressed by the devil in the area of mental illness anxiety depression mm -hmm. and things like that we're not blaming the people no we're not blaming no. the people but if you do not acknowledge that there are only two realms that things can come yes. from yes. there are only two realms yes. everybody say two realms. two realms there are only two realms everything that you see in this earth realm is either influenced by heaven or it is influenced by hell. man that's good anxiety is not from heaven mm. depression is not from it's heaven not. Um, sickness and disease is not from it's heaven. Not. Lust is not from heaven. That's Addiction right. is not from heaven. And so what people will do is that they will come into agreement with hell while calling Jesus their Lord. And that is the reason that we stress and we will always stress until we're not doing this anymore is that there has to be a high value on the word there must be we say at foc all the time we love the word we everybody say we love the word we love, the, love word. the listen word. it's 115 of y'all on here y'all be 115 people saying i love the word i love the word you gotta fall in love with god's word because if you fall in love with god's word no one has to force it on you no one has if when you love something, no one has to make you pay attention to Come it. on. No one has to make you spend time with it. Come on. We love the word. We place a high value on the written word of God and on our relationship with Holy Spirit. Yes. We place a high value on that. And how do you place a high value on the relationship with the Holy Spirit? By making sure that you are spending time asking him what he thinks. Yes. Now, Pastor Edwin, why would I want to spend time asking Holy Spirit what he thinks? Because the only thing Holy Spirit can say is what God is saying. Come on. Because the scripture just told us he won't speak of himself. Teach. He won't talk. He won't. He won't. He won't. He didn't come under any of the authority except for God's. So I'm asking Holy Spirit what I should do, what I should say, where I should go, how I should move, what I how I should dip here, how I should dip there. Why am I spending so much time asking Holy Spirit? Because if I hear what he says and do what he says, it's absolute truth. It's absolute truth. And if you value the Holy Spirit, you will see that he's always speaking. I love the word. Yeah, I, love the I word. love the word. And I love being able to hear from Holy Spirit. Yes. See, some of you sitting there with heartbreaks about people that if you would ask Holy Spirit on the front end, they never would have been able to break your heart. So then you wouldn't be hoping and wishing and operating presumption foolishness and folly as you call it <laughs> yes because you would just ask the holy spirit should yes. i date this person yeah. and, and here's another one of those religious cliches that i hate experience is the best teacher the that's a lie the bible it's says it's a lie because nobody takes their baby and puts their baby uh on the top of a building and push them off and say see there next time you get up there i, I bet you won't fall off Nobody does that. You don't take your kid's hand and keep sticking on the stove saying, see how hot that is? Anybody who does that is sadistic. Experience is not the best teacher. Holy Spirit is the best teacher. Now, you get some learning because you bump your head through experiences, but it's not the best teacher. And so what, listen, and God is so dope at restoration that sometimes people thought they needed that struggle for God to get them there. God had to take you through there. No, you chose to go through there and God is so good that he got you because out. Because he's so good. 
because he's so the Bible good. says that the children of Israel were found themselves in bondage and they cried out to the Lord. And what did he do? Come and get he rescued them. It said, but they got themselves back into bondage again and they cried out to the Lord. And what did he do? He rescued them. You keep reading on in those scriptures over there in Psalms. It says, and they found themselves in bondage a third time and they called out to God. Now, if I'm thinking, oh, he left them that time. But do you know what he did? After he the came third and time? got him. He came and got him. God will always come get you. Watch this. But you shouldn't always have to be God. No, real talk. He will always come, he will get, come you, get you. But you shouldn't always have to be the one getting God. <laughs> because when you always have to be God, you got to deal with the guilt. You got to deal with the shame. You got to deal the with heart, the, the, the heart, the mental the, the, heartache. the heartache, the emotional. Like you ought to make a decision. I'm going to walk with God. And especially if you are a born again believer, I wish we just tell the truth. The world ain't that great. Right. The world is not that great. You having sex with people. You're getting sexually transmitted diseases. They breaking your Hold heart. On. They ghosting you. You having all of this emotional um turmoil um you you got friends that's betraying you because you didn't hear the holy ghost say that wasn't your friend the holy ghost is like a a good big mama anybody ever took somebody mm -hmm. to the big mama house and she goes that ain't it <laughs> the holy ghost he's so smooth with it he'll be like that ain't it and so we want you to fall in love you I, and here's the question i want you to ask yourself right here am i actually in love with jesus mm. Am I actually in love with Jesus mm. or am I using Jesus to get the stuff I'm in love with? That's a question. Am I using G? Am I pimping the Lord? Am I pimping the Lord? Am I actually I in love with Jesus or am I using Jesus to get the stuff I'm actually in love mm -hmm. with? That's good. That's good. All right. So we talk about what is faith? What is what faith? Is faith? What, what is, is faith? faith? What is faith? Number one, faith is the currency of the kingdom. It is how everything in the kingdom of God is released into the lives of believers. Amen. I'm going to say that again. Amen. Faith is the currency. Listen, every kingdom has a currency. Every kingdom. Every economy has an currency. Indeed. It's how you make an exchange. Yes. In the United States, it's the dollar. If you go to Europe, it's the euro. Mm. You go different places and there are different forms of currency. Mm -hmm. There is only one form of currency recognized in the kingdom of God, and it is faith. Even salvation must be accessed by faith. Mm -hmm. Romans 10 and 9 says, if you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, what is believe in your heart and say something with your mouth? It is faith. That God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. That is why we cannot, with biblical integrity, tell everybody that they are saved because Jesus died. Salvation is available, it's to, available everybody, to everybody, but the only way to access the currency, the only way to access salvation in the kingdom is by faith. You must believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Amen. The second scripture says, for by grace, Ye are saved, how? Through faith. Mm -hmm. And not, that is not, not of, of yourselves. Yes. It is a gift yes. of God. It's a gift. So the first thing we need you to understand is faith is how you transact business in the kingdom. I like that. Faith is the currency. It's how you transact business in the kingdom. Nothing is released from the depository of heaven 
without mm, faith. I like that. Heaven has a depository. It is filled with healing. It is filled with riches. It is filled with peace. It is filled with purpose. It is filled with everything that you need for life from and godliness. But there is only one way to release it in the in the earth realm, and it is the it is released through faith. I love that. Which guess which actually takes us right into the second point about what is faith. Faith is the access code to the power of God. Come on. You know, uh, when you have a bank account and you make deposits into your account, they give you an ATM card mm -hmm. or, or a debit card. That card is worthless without the pin number. Mm -hmm. you, you can't do anything with it. If someone if you were to lose it and someone took it, they would still have to know your personal access code. Faith is our personal access code to the power of God. We have. We have faith. It is the currency of the kingdom, but faith gives us the power to access that currency. Yes. To 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 transfer that that currency, so to speak, from a heavenly realm to an earthly realm. The Bible tells us this in Romans five and two. It says, "Through him, we have also obtained access." access. How do we obtain that access? By faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So Romans 5 and 2 tells me that faith gives me access, access. to the power of God. To the Everybody say access. Access. It gives me access to the power of God. Yes. So if you think about it like this, faith is both the account that the mm -hmm. money is in. Yes. And it is also the debit card mm -hmm. and the pin number that releases it. Come on, that's good. So it is both of those things. And when we don't, and the reason that so many believers are frustrated is because they are trying to do everything that is the right thing, oh, but wow. they are not doing it from the position mm. of faith. Even when people tithe, here's a good example. There are a lot of people who do not receive a financial harvest because you tithe outside of faith. Yeah, you tithe in fear. You tithe in fear. You think this. You think that you, you're, you're you're tithing not because you love God and that you want to just honor Him with with the gift that belongs to Him. He, he literally says, "It's mine, but I'm gonna let you have it to give me a gift." But you're afraid you do it, but you're afraid when you do it because all you think about is the curse. You think about the curse is going to come up or on what you. You're not gonna or have what you're you not going to have if you don't do it. Either one of those ties you to fear. And, and we know that you cannot function in both faith and fear at the same time. You cannot. And so this is so important because here's something we see when people say, I give, but I don't expect anything. Mm -hmm. You may be a giver, but you're not in faith. Yeah. Because the Bible says that if you give, it will be given back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Yes. Now, that's just, Bible. that's just Bible. So when someone tries to be um, what I call religiously deep mm -hmm. and they say, oh, I'm just giving, but I don't expect anything. If the Lord don't bless me, well, all it tells me is that you don't walk right, by faith. Right. Right. It tells me that you don't walk by faith because he promised if you will bring what you have to him, he will take it and make it more. Yeah. Why? Because God is not a taker. Yeah. Yeah. God is not a taker. And just to be clear, you don't have enough to uphold financially the kingdom of God. Yes. You cannot finance the vision of God. In fact, you can't even finance your own vision, which is why he says, if you bring what you have to me, I will help you finance the vision that I have already yes. given you. Yes. Amen. Amen. Number three, faith is a spiritual mystery. That gives us mastery over life. Mm -hmm. Faith is a spiritual mystery that gives us mastery yes. over life. Yes. First Peter three, 
and nine. It says, holding the mystery of the faith. It lets us know that faith is a mystery. Mm -hmm. Holding the mystery of, a, of the faith, and it tells you where it has to be held in a pure conscience. Mm -hmm. That's why you can't hustle God. That's why you can't hustle God. That's why you can't hustle God. It says, we hold the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience and that is why you ain't got to worry about hustling god bible said i say don't hustle god but the bible says like this god can't be mocked <laughs> yeah, yeah. whatsoever a man soweth that and that only shall he yeah, reap yeah. that is why many people are sitting here calling for great harvest and nothing is releasing for you it's because you don't hold faith in a pure conscience mm. if you hold faith in a pure conscience then the principles will work see the safeguard to people being able to bombard the kingdom is that you can only get in by faith yeah you have, it starts with faith in Jesus mm. and everything else is released by faith, like right? That. Spiritual mysteries are received by the spirit. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one of the ways we said God speaks through his word, through his word and, and through, through his, his spirit. spirit. So spiritual mysteries are received by, by the your spirit. spirit, by your spirit, yeah. man. Yes. So if you are carnal, if you are carnal, you will not receive the things of God. Mm. You may be in church. You may be proficient at shouting. You may know all of the gospel songs. You may be able to sing in all of the parts. You may be able to play. You may be able to greet. You may have done everything in the church. Yes. But if you are carnal, you will not receive the things of God. If the Bible says it's impossible. It's impossible. It's impossible for our carnal minds to understand the things of God because it's, it's in direct contradiction. To the to the things of God, it's in direct our mind fights against it. It pulls against it. It pushes against it. It wants to pull us away from what God is thinking. Amen. Amen. The Bible says in Romans eight, it says, "For to be carnally minded is mm -hmm. death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace." Because the carnal mind—that's what you were just saying. Yep. I don't care how dope you think you are. That's us included. Your carnal mind wars against God. It don't matter how smart you think you are, what college you matriculated to, which social groups you are part of. It, it doesn't matter. You are never going to be smarter than God. On your best day, you don't come close. Not only are you not smarter than God, but you have a member in you that actually wars against God. So, so you have a member on the inside of you that is deceiving you into thinking you're smarter than God when the deceiver knows he's just pulling you away from God. Th that's why the Bible says, be not you want ignorant. me to run today, don't be you? Be not ignorant. You want me to be run. Be not ignorant of his devices. Understand what's taking place. Know what's happening on the inside of you. you you're thinking you're so smart. You ain't got to spend time reading your word. You ain't got to check with the Holy Spirit. You got this experience. You done figured this thing out. He is literally working in you to convince you that you are smarter than you are while he knows he's pulling you away the whole time. Because the enemy only has My a three-part mission. It is to kill. To steal. And to destroy. destroy. And he does that by getting you to think that obeying God is optional. Yep. And let me tell you something. Just because you- Oh, y'all ought to be sharing this broadcast right, right now. Listen. If you haven't shared it, you need to share right now because people need to hear that word. They need no, to hear that. I'm so blessed by this because I was telling you this on the way over here. I'm 48 now and I'm old enough that people are starting to call me auntie. Right. And when you auntie, when you auntie, you can say some stuff to people that you couldn't say when you were just little cubs, right? <laughs> right. And so as your auntie, as, as being old enough to speak as an auntie to many of you, what I'm saying to you is that your problem is that you have accepted Jesus as your personal savior, but you are as carnal as they come. My goodness. You, you, you don't have have any respect 
for the things of God. Mm. You don't have any respect for the voice of God. And so many of you are saying, why doesn't it work? Why am I so frustrated? Mm. I've given, I've made confessions. Mm. Why won't this job come through? Why can't I get a breakthrough? Because in reality, you are carnal and your mind is against God mm. and to be carnally minded is death. Now, in the Old Testament, you could bring it into this to be carnally minded is to death. It means to disobey God is to put you under the curse. Mm. Now, hear me. God does not curse people. No, he does not. But there are two paths. I told you that there's the path. There's the realm of heaven and there's the realm of hell. Anytime I disagree with God, I have put myself in the realm of hell. I've chosen that path. I have chosen hell and I have given the enemy. So think about this. Colossians tells us that Jesus translated us out of darkness. Mm -hmm. It says before Jesus, you was over here in darkness and Satan just had his way with mm -hmm. you. He could make you do anything mm -hmm. he wanted you to do. You cried and you couldn't get free. But then you accepted Jesus and it says something supernatural happened. You got translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. His dear son. His dear son. So you got you got translated into life. You got translated into victory. Yeah. You got translated yeah. into healing. Yeah. You got translated into the ability yes. to come out of sin. Yes. Because Jesus did not die on the cross for your sin, for you to stay in sin. Ah. Now, I know this ain't popular, ah. but I'm just telling you what the Bible says. He ain't shed his blood for you still not to be able to stop right. doing nothing. Right, right. The Bible says, though, when I disagree with God, and when I operate by my carnal mind, mm -hmm. even though God adopted me and put me here, I keep living. I pick myself up and go back and live mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like being delivered from homelessness into a mansion with everything you need, but you keep going back to living in the street. Come on, you keep going back. It's what the Bible says that when we are delivered, that we should be not like the dog who returns, that returns to his vomit. To his vomit. Says, once you've been delivered out of, you should stay out of. Is this helping y'all? Which means that if I want to live in the spirit, it's some people and some things I don't play with yeah, no more. Yeah. I know this, this is that holiness talk that people don't like. But when I really am committed to loving God, there are some people and some things that I don't fool with. Yeah. Let me give you a perfect example. See, I know that a lot of the saved po folks try to act like because they saved, they did. Mm -hmm. Okay? But I got a type of man. He tall, he dark, he athletic built. If I walked into a place and a man fit that bill and I feel those tinglys that the saints try to act like they don't right, feel, right, right, right. what I'm going to do is get my tail up out of that place because it's some things I have to close the door to when I have purpose to live for God. Because if I close the door to some stuff, I don't give the enemy permission to steal and kill my life. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, I can manage it. There's been a lot of folk who have failed because they overestimated their own deliverance. Wait. Wait, say it again. It's been a lot of people who ha. have failed because, because they, they overestimated their own deliverance. You need to understand what your triggers are. And, and, and that's kind of what you were saying. You got a type of man. I got a type of woman. Everybody got a type of something. And if you notice that your type shows up, don't be overestimating your strength. You do what Joseph did and get the heck up out of it. Because Bible says in Romans, <laughs> it says you think more highly of yourself than you ought to. But you know how you got there? Your carnal mind yeah. told you you could manage it. Mm -hmm. Your carnal mind probably even used some scripture yeah, to tell sure you that did. you can sure manage did. it. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Until he entangled again. Until he entangled again. <laughs> That's why the Bible says we got to crucify our flesh. How often? 
daily, every single day, daily, every day, daily, every day. Daily. If you know you got a propensity to cuss, you can't be sitting up listening to a bunch of music mm-hmm. with a bunch of cussing. Mm-hmm. You know you go cuss. If you know you got a propensity to steal the tithe, you got to get that tithe out your hand as soon as it hits your account. That's the reason some of our people have set up their they, their tithe and stuff to come out on the day they get paid. They don't even it's a recurring giving for them. They like because I know if I if it hit, if I if it hit my hand, I'm going to the sale. They're like, so so. what are the mechanisms I put in my life to make sure I stay out of those areas? It's important to understand that the same God that can bless you can help you live right. Absolutely. Absolutely. The same God, same the, God. The, the, the same God who gives cars and jobs and men and women <laughs> and favor. He can help you live right. Yeah. He can help yeah. you live right yeah. if you let yeah. him. But th- and why is this important? Because if we don't tie holiness and spirit filled living to faith, some of you go continue to be frustrated because you're going to live powerless. powerless. You know, we, we talked about faith. Uh, number two, we said faith was the access code to the power of God. Well, we can go to number four because number four says that faith is also a spiritual weapon. It's a spiritual, it's a spiritual weapon. weapon that gives us the power to triumph over the enemy. It gives us the power to triumph. So not only does it give me access to God, but once I get the access, it now gives me the weapon I need necessary. Why is that important? Because the Bible says that we don't have to be worried about uh, about the enemy because God says it like this. He said, I created the smith who created the weapon. He says, therefore, don't you worry. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper because not only do I understand the weapon, I understand the weapon maker. He says, so I understand the person who made the weapon. I understand the weapon itself. So whatever I give you is going to be greater than that. So do not worry. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. So what I heard you say is this. God made the devil. God made him. And then the devil turned on God. He chose to turn. He chose to turn on God. So that means God knows all of the plays of the enemy. Every single one. Okay. And that means I don't know all the plays of the enemy. Not name one. I don't know all mm-hmm. the plays of the enemy. Because some of us have been being tricked by the same stuff. It's why he keeps saying, don't be ignorant. Don't keep falling for the same thing over and over again. So what I see is that what God did is that he gave me the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I would have an advantage. Mm-hmm. So when the enemy tried to get me to get on a realm where he could destroy me, the Holy Spirit would say, no, go this way. No, don't fool with that person. No, don't do that. No, go ahead and sow that seed. Because all Holy Spirit is doing is saying what God said. So what he's doing is that he is leading me into all truth, into all truth, <laughs> absolute truth, so that the enemy's plan to steal, kill, and destroy don't work in my life. Is that what I hear That's you saying? What you hear me saying? Is that what y'all hear him saying? <laughs> you can't afford. People say, "Do you need the Holy Ghost to go to heaven? You need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart." Listen, That's a meme right there. Listen, you need, you need it, the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. You need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. <laughs> you need to know. That's why some of y'all was running around here and couldn't find toilet tissue because you ain't asked the Holy Ghost. Where to go? Do you not know the Holy Ghost knew where all the toilet mm-hmm, tissue was mm-hmm. and still know right now? I, listen, I was guilty of that. I think I put that on my Facebook page one day. I talked about the fact I had ran to all these stores. And then I just said, oh, Lord, could you tell me where I can go find some of this toilet paper? And he told me, and I went and got all the toilet paper I needed. When I after I had went to three different stores. Listen, it happens. But that's why you need to be asking Holy Spirit about everything. And so it's a spiritual weapon. Yes. That's going to give me power. To, because we do still have an enemy. Yes. We do still. Now, you may be thinking. And sometimes the enemy is, uh, is within. It's, it's our within own us. intellect and our own carnal thinking. It's why the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 10 and it says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. carnal. They're not. Our weapons aren't carnal, but they are mighty 
in who they come from. They are mighty through God for what? The pulling down of strongholds. This translation in NIV, it says, on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. They have divine power. Okay. A stronghold is not necessarily bad or good. A stronghold just protects something. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, in, in, in our natural lives, it's, it's a band of thoughts. It's a band of thoughts. In, in, in the, in the physical, it can be a structure that's set up to guard something. To guard something. But our thoughts guard us from anything outside of what we're thinking. So every day, the enemy is handing us bricks to build a stronghold. Yep. And God is handing us bricks yep. to build a stronghold. Yep. And if we are carnally minded, even though we love Jesus, do y'all hear what we saying? You can love Jesus and be carnally minded and you will take the bricks of the enemy mm -hmm. to build a stronger prison of mm -hmm. anxiety, a stronger prison of sickness, a stronger prison of poverty, a stronger prison of immorality, even though you love God. And here's the thing. This is why I like verse uh, the third point. We says he gives a spiritual mastery over life. Mm -hmm. And then you combine it with um spiritual weapon, right? Because what the enemy wants to do, this is what he's so good at doing. He will talk you into disobeying God and then torment you because you Absolutely. did. Absolutely. He's a terrorist. He's a terrorist. The Bible calls him an, ac an accuser of the brethren. He will literally give you advice to do something that you will follow that will cause you pain, that will cause you agony, heartache, and sadness. And then he will torment you by laughing at you and saying, but I thought you loved God. But you I thought you, you loved should have God. known better. And here's what's interesting because I just want to mess with you. Some of y'all broke up with people because they voted for Trump because you felt like that they vote. They went with somebody who went in your against your best interest, but you still play with the devil. Mm. You are offended that mm. someone would take a position that goes against mm. your best interest, mm. but you still got the devil living in your house, sitting at your table, mm. being the loudest voice in you. Listen, if you can break up with a natural person because you don't believe they have your best interest, you certainly ought to break up with the devil who has made his mission clear. He is an enemy of God. He hates the people of God. Mm -hmm. He hates you because you are everything that he wanted to be. He wanted to be made in the image of God, but he was not. Human beings are. So he will do everything he can. Now, you may be thinking if Jesus died, then how does he still have authority? The Bible says he is the God of this world who has a lease on this mm -hmm. universe mm -hmm. until time wraps up. Where did he get the lease from? He got it from Adam and Eve yeah. because they were the original owners of the lease Which of is earth. why he sent Holy Spirit. He said, you, really, if you think about it like this, God is God is masterful. He baby, he's smart. The the, the enemy had a fault that I'd be like God. And, and the Bible says, like lightning, he fell. He had a fault and he fell. He hit the earth. He looks around and destroys it basically because we know that when God made it, it wasn't voiding without form. But when but when he hits the earth, he 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 wreaks havoc over the earth. God says, Okay, I'm gonna encapsulize the devil on the earth with, 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 with my likeness. So he makes Adam and Eve and he makes them in the likeness of God. And by making them in the likeness of God, he now encapsulates the enemy in the earth realm with God-like beings. The Bible says that Adam and Eve disobeyed God. And as a result, the, 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 the enemy got the upper hand.
But God said, I already had a plan for this. He said, I already had a plan. My son, Jesus, is going to come to the earth. He is going to die and he's going to take all of the sins of the world. And after the enemy has thought he had won, I am going to release not one God, but I'm going to release myself in billions of people and encapsulate the devil on the earth with all kinds of people who represent me. So what you telling me is that ain't no way in the world that the enemy ever supposed to torment a believer. Ever. That believers are supposed to torment the enemy, which is why the Bible says the only place he belongs is under my feet. Yes. But if I am carnal and disobedient, he will wear me out. Until I decide that I ain't supposed to be worn out and I join the right team. Remember how you talked about the choices? I got to choose God. I don't know about anybody else, but I choose God. So some of y'all are already on the winning team. You have accepted Jesus as your personal savior, but you keep playing with a loser. Yeah, yeah. You keep playing with a loser. You keep being tormented because you keep going your own way. I got to go back Ooh, to what happens stuff. in Genesis, baby, because listen, don't <laughs> nothing make stuff. you want to. It's two things make a preacher preach. A bad preacher and a good preacher. You <laughs> preach it so good right now. Do you hear this? See, you're wondering how you got in the earth mm -hmm. realm. But God literally created humanity to torment the enemy for his decision. It was never supposed to be the other way around. And that's why people don't understand. They'd be like, well, if, if, if God loves us, why would he let little kids be killed? Because we aren't doing our assignments. We, are, we, we were never created to be terrorized. If anything, we were created to dominate the devil. It was hit when he thought he'd be like God. He, he ended up here. And God said, and then you take my creation and, and create it void. Oh, I got something for you. It's called man. He, he created mankind. It's why the Bible says that even to this day, the earth is still groaning and moaning and waiting for the fulfillment and expectation of men to rise up and be just like God. If you ever see Ooh. who you are, you never play with him again. Mm. If you ever knew who you were, if you ever could see this treasure in earth and vessel, yes. how God made yes. you the Holy Ghost, the same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from same the dead. God. You get up out of anxiety. <laughs> you get up out of that sexual yes. sin. You get up out of that poverty yes. because you would realize you have yes. been created to manifest God and in manifesting God torment the enemy. And let me tell you something else. You'd want to live right. Yeah. And the reason you want to live right is not just because you love God, it's because you would get aggravated when you see the enemy tormenting somebody who should be tormenting him. We ought him. to be chasing him all over this planet. It, he ought to we be ought begging. To, everywhere he go, Europe, Australia, South America, North America, Africa, Antarctica, everywhere he go, we ought to be chasing him around if believers would stand up and be who God's called them to be. If we took our place, yes. he would Beg God for the, end beg of time. for the end of time. He would beg for the end yes. of time. If we would operate in our authority. If we was in church right now, we would ask Valley to give us a 13 hey, second glory. praise break. He would begin to play and we would run and shout for 13 seconds because this right here, it's revelation for your mind. This will make you stand up and say, I'm tired of always being a loser. I was born to be a winner. I was created to win. I am the head and not the tail. 
how in the world I'm going to believe in Jesus and the power of Holy Ghost and you going to tell me I can't stop cussing? Man, you going to tell me that I can't come out of sexual sin? Listen. You going to tell me that I can't stop being tormented listen. in my dreams? Listen. There ought to be when, they, when you understand who you really are, yeah. literally there are things <laughs> that you used to run from that you will actually yes. run to. That's what, that, 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 you, you about to say, that's what David did. When, 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 when David saw Goliath, he saw Goliath as a terrorist. And he was like, wait a minute, my God did not put me here to be terrorized. The Bible says that when he saw Goliath, he didn't wait for Goliath to come to him. He ran toward Goliath. When you know who you are called to be, you don't run from problems. You run to problems. So you have all these spiritual authority. Mm -hmm. And I've said this for years, right? <coughs> the Bible tells us, that what we see in the earth realm is actually a picture of what's taking in the spirit yes. realm. And when we begin to see a resurgence of all of the superhero movies, yeah. I kept saying, yeah. God is trying to reveal yeah. to us yeah. who we yeah. really are. Yeah. God is trying to reveal to us who we are. You remember this. Like, see, the thing of it is, is when Jesus taught, they would say, who is this who teach like he got this with, kind with of this authority? authority. Yeah. This, because people been teaching the word. Yeah. They just didn't have no power right, back right, in it. Right? right. It ain't enough to confess the word. It ought to be they some say, power. They say he, he teaching like he knows something. He teaching like he knows something. <laughs> and I will never forget. You know this. This is this when I said, oh, no, I got to get filled with the Holy Ghost. We went to Life Harvester and the prayer team came. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that lady, they was dealing with authority and taking authority and coming out of your flesh. And, and, and you know, this is all new, especially for me. It's not new for you because right. you coach it. But if I grew up Baptist as they come, <laughs> it's new for me. Honey, and literally, there began to be some manifestations of demons. Mm -hmm. And this lady stood on the stage. And it literally shook the building when she said it. She said, I wish a demon would manifest. And you could tell that every demon in there knew she was yeah, not playing. Yeah. And, and one didn't that, manifest and either, and did did nobody manifest. Mm -mm. Every, every inkling of manifestation that was about to come sat down somewhere. It sat down yes, somewhere. And let me tell y'all something. Judge me. But I got saved again right then because I was just like, listen, I don't know if I got some demons in me. Listen, but I don't because I don't want this lady. I don't want no whatever listen, this smoke. Listen, I'm telling you that if you would really see the adventure you're called to and this is what it's like this back to the superhero movies if you look at i think spider-man is a good example of it x-men uh, are a good example of it many of the x-men they have these powers but they don't know what to do with them mm. right mm. and so spider-man when he first figures out yeah. and he's throwing the web and he's falling down see you're created for great exploits and let me tell you this the reason that some of you struggle with seeing the Bible says they who know their God will be strong and do great exploits. You're actually created for adventure. Mm. Write that in the comments. I am created for adventure. I am created, I am for, created adventure. for adventure. But when you've been put in a religious box and yeah. you think you're just created to go to church, then what happens is you're create. God actually created you mm. with a desire mm. for adventure. Mm. And so when I don't walk in my purpose uh -huh. and exercise the authority, I get entertained mm. and distracted by sin mm. yes. because I'm actually created. So again, I'm trying to get a legitimate need met mm, from an illegitimate means. Mm. I need some excitement in my life so I mess with somebody else's husband. Ooh. I need, dude, you go get some excitement mm, though. Mm, I, I, I need to feel high so I smoke a little something mm. and I drink a little something. Mm. But he says if you know who you are created to be, you will do so many adventures with God. This is a great story, a great example of it. The other day, you and Canaan went to get some food. Yeah. 
and she's 14 mm -hmm. and there's a young lady who's giving it giving y'all the food yes and and canaan the lord begins to deal with canaan and she begins to say to you hey daddy we got to give her a tip of 20 dollars mm -hmm. why god is taking her on an adventure because it's one thing to go and get something to eat it's another thing to go and get something to eat and have god move yeah. on yeah. behalf and of actually that. what she said was uh specifically she said hey um I, I turned the bill over and I was figuring out the, you know, the tip, you know, I, I'm always at least 20%. And so I was trying to figure out the tip and she says, Hey, she said, I think we should give her more than that. And I said, okay, why? You know, like, like what, what happened? Did I miss something? And she said, well, I don't know. She said, I just feel like the Lord says that she, she needs more than that, you know? And so we get into this whole thing, but, it, but I was just, I was, I was so happy. I had to contain myself that, that here's a 14 year old girl who's hearing God. The devil ain't told her to do that. The devil ain't told you to bless nobody. And, and when we did what the Lord said, the reaction to the young lady's face was it was, it was everything. And I was just saying to Canaan, see, you just got to trust when you hear God. You got to trust when you hear God and you got to act on it. So you got to have fun. She got yes. to go out and have yes. a little quality time with her dad. Yep. She got to get something to eat and she got to go on yep. an adventure with God. Yep. But if you're not having any adventures with God, you are an easy mark for sin yes. because you need entertainment. Yeah, because you get bored and then you start looking for an illegitimate Boy. type of fun. Who we talking to? <laughs> See, you should just repent. Who we talking to? Because I know we talking to somebody that you are outside of purpose. Yeah. And because you're outside of purpose, you keep playing with stuff, trying to get a fix. And here's the thing about sin. There, there's this old saying, the old saints used to say, it'll take you further than you want to go. It'll cost and you. It'll cost you more than you wanted to pay. And it'll keep you longer than you want yeah, to be kept. That's right. So the thing is, the enemy will get you to pull in. And in the beginning, you think you just dabbling with it. You think you got control over it. And yeah. before you know it, it is wrapped around you like an octopus. And even if... It's see, why they call it backslide, not backhopping. Backhopping. <laughs> <laughs> it's why they call it backslide, because it's a gradual thing that pulls you in. And that's the reason why you... That's, that's the reason why... I said this, you know, month a month or so ago. You got to tame your thoughts, right? You got to tame your tongue. You got to tame what you're saying. You got to tame your heart. You got to tame your temperament there, and then you got to tame your team. You got to have those four things in place in order to make sure that you're not being pulled in the direction you're not supposed to go. You got to, you got to. Think about your thinking. You got to be metacognitive. You got to watch what you're saying. You got to tame that tongue, right? The Bible says that the tongue is small, but it's mightier than any other part of our body. It says it says it's like a rudder on a ship. That that small rudder can turn an entire ship around. And then we got to tame our heart. The Bible says that whatsoever we put in our heart, out of the abundance of it, is going to come out. It's what we're going to speak. So if I put the right thing in my heart, I'll be saying the right things. And then I got to make sure I, I, I tame my team. I got to have the right people around me so that when I start saying stuff that doesn't line up with faith, I got somebody to pull me back. I got somebody to pull me back. And I'm going to say this and I'll let you talk about these things. We'll talk about these things about how do we walk by faith. But I want you to hear me. I'm telling you this because I love you. There are some people out there and you deeply love God. You really do love God and you're being tormented because of the sin that you're in. Mm -hmm. And the trick of it is that it feels good when you do it, but there's still an emptiness on the inside. Man, I've been in sin. I understand yeah. what that's like yeah. where you you love God, but you caught up in something and, and, and you want to get free. Part of you want to get free, but the truth be told, part of you don't want to get free because it still feel really good, whatever the thing is. And, and you actually have relationships with people. See, because I told you it's only two rams. It's only two rams. And the, the challenge that a lot of believers get messed up is you identify people as good, but there's no one good but God. Mm. And the people in your life 
they are either pulling you towards God or they are pulling you away yes. from God. Yes. And some of you have relationships with some people right now that they seem good, but their heart is not for God. Mm. And so in their counsel, in their suggestions and in their jokes, they are on demonic assignment mm. to pull you away from God. And if team. you see it, that's why Pastor Evan said you got to tame that team. team. But if you don't tame your tongue and your thoughts and your heart, you won't be able to tame your team. Yeah. I want you to hear me. Your environment is always working on you. There are some people right now. We live now, by that. We that, live by yes, that. Your, your environment, environment is, is always working. working on you. One of the funniest examples of it is Nigel Valley is a part of our crew. Yep. And Nigel Valley, when he came a part of our crew, he says this thing. What does he say? He says, all, all man. man. <laughs> and before you knew it, Everybody. our kids were saying, still, do. still saying, all man, because your environment is always working on you. And there are relationships that you don't want to let go because you feel that you will be alone. Yeah. But those relationships, they are really demonic assignments to pull. They're actually stopping you from being with the person or people that's part of your destiny. They are. They yeah. are. Because people are either destiny builders yep. or destiny stillers. Yep. And if there are people that are coming up for you, there's the Lord is talking to you very strongly about people. They may not even know it. I'm not saying everybody who's and see, that's the problem. Everybody in covenant with the devil don't know they in covenant with the devil. That's right. But they just if you 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 either in covenant with God or you're in covenant with the devil. And so there are some of you that you literally take counsel from people who in their heart, they have no value for God. And they they are pulling good. you That's away good. from God. And just like we begin to over time say all man, there are some people sitting here that are now doing things that they never thought they would do. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's why it's called backsliding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And because you gave over to that carnal mm -hmm, mind. Mm -hmm. It's OK. We all just human. Mm -hmm. Everybody just met. No, you are a new creature in Christ. And there is Holy Ghost power mm -hmm. available right now. What do you need to do? You need to repent. Yeah. And you need to come out from among mm -hmm. them. Just make a decision. And what is a decision? It's a drawing a line in the sand. Yep. It's a, cutting, it's a away. cutting away. There are some things you need to close the door in your life. And I want you to hear this because the prophetic word that Pastor Edwin gave us, mm. when you talk about what's going to happen in this next mm -hmm. season, every time I read that prophecy, it comes back when Sister Sandy came to our church years yes, ago. And she said, and she said, God is going to make a difference between, between us and them. them. I want you to hear me. Yep. That is not a word of us against heathen. Right. In this next season, there is going to be a distinction between God lovers and church goers. Yep. You better hear me. Between God lovers and church goers. Yeah. He is going to make a distinction between the lovers yes. of God. You want a scripture for it? Isaiah 60 says this. It says that in the middle of darkness, light will arise. Mm. So literally things are going to be getting darker for other people while they're going to be getting lighter mm. for the believers of God, for I the lovers that. of God. It's, you better take that by it's faith. It's getting lighter it's for me. It's getting lighter for it's me. Getting, somebody ought to say that. It's getting lighter for me. It's getting you lighter. gotta love him yes, more than you love anything else. It's getting very bright for me. It's, it's getting, getting lighter brighter for me. For me. Yes. Isaiah 60 says, it says, arise and shine yes. for your light has come. Yes. Come out of sin. Come out of complacency. Come out of carnality. Come into the freedom that God offers you. Because yes. in there, hear me. 
This world is not going to change. This world is still headed for yes. a thing. Yes. It's headed for a thing. I'm not talking about whether you go to heaven. I'm not talking about right, that. Right. I'm talking about how you're going to live in this earth mm -hmm. realm. And there is going to be a distinction between God lovers and church goers. Mm -hmm. And if you ever, if you've been over here in this church goer category, who just trying to pimp God and get what you want and do what you want when you feel like and okay playing with sin, we are inviting you to come over to yes. this side and become a God lover. Amen. And you know how you do that? By faith. Mm -hmm. By, by faith. faith. Why? Do it by Be faith. Because point number five says faith, faith. is the posture. That pleases God. Faith is, I can't faith is, believe it. I can't. It's impossible. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 11 and 6, in the New Living Translation, it says, and it is impossible. It's in, it, when, when, it has, when it says impossible, I think sometimes people think, well, maybe I can get around that. Come on. But it's not. It, it, it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek after yes. him. And, and, and notice it says seek after him, not the things. Not the things. You can't be seeking after things. You got to be seeking after God. And so those are, the, those are the five things that we talked about. We said that, number one, when we talk about what is faith, we said that faith is the currency of the kingdom. We said that faith is the access code to the power of God. We said that faith is a spiritual mystery that gives us mastery over life. I love that. And then number four, we said that faith is a spiritual weapon that gives us power to triumph over evil. And that is it's our posture. It's how we approach God. It's how we please God. Amen. And if you think about this, how do we live? How do we live holy? We don't live holy by willpower. No, we live holy by faith. Yeah. And some of you are struggling because you think people do this by yeah. willpower. Yeah. We don't do this by no, willpower. No. We do this by faith. We believe that the Holy Ghost is enough. We believe we've been made righteous. Not made that we're righteous. trying to live righteous. We have been made the righteousness of God through Christ Jesus. And as a result, we participate in faith. What is faith? Believing and trusting and relying on God. That's what we do. And so if you if you practice sin, because there's a difference between struggle and a life of sin. Sure. If you practice sin, it's because you identify as a sinner. And every time you practice it, the stronghold gets stronger. Yes. The stronghold gets stronger. The stronghold gets stronger. Because remember, we said strongholds weren't good or bad. They were just designed to protect you or to keep something in or keep something out. So, so every when time I practice, practice righteousness. righteousness, I keep sin out. Every time I practice sin, I keep righteousness out. Oh, that's good. So my, I got to determine how I'm going to build my stronghold. What's the stronghold that's going to have me? Yes. What's the yes. stronghold that I'm going to yeah. stand in? Yeah. And so this is just so good. But now we just got five more things we want to tell y'all before we get out of here. Have you been blessed? Give us some comments. Is this resonating? Give us with some you? hearts. Share this broadcast. If you haven't, tag some people who may need to hear this later on today. If you want to get saved, send a message in the inbox or you can put a comment down here. If you want to rededicate your life. Um, we're just in a season where many yes. people need to rededicate their life to yeah. the Lord. And as Chris and I say, you need to take it, God serious. You need to take God <laughs> seriously yeah, yeah. because you know we don't want to see you struggle when it ain't no need for you to struggle because right. you ought to have dominion that's right so now we're going to talk about how do you walk by faith yes how do you walk by faith number one and these are five simple ways to walk by faith to determine how you're walking by faith number one find out what god is saying find out what god find is out saying. what god is saying spend time in the word and prayer to know the will of god for your life if you're not communing with god you are missing god 
If you're not communing with God, you're missing God. Why do we say find out what God is saying? Well, you look at the story of, of, of uh, Abraham and Isaac. The Bible says that God told Abraham to take Isaac up on the mountain and to sacrifice him. But then God said, wait, Abraham. And, and the Bible says Abraham stayed his hand and the Lord delivered him a ram in the bush. You can't just be going by what God said last year. You got to hear what God said, but you need to always be hearing what God is saying, because what God says to you today, it may be different than what he told you last week, because things have changed. Yes. It's why we said his word is alive. God is alive. He's speaking to us. And so it's important. Number one, if you're going to walk by faith, that you find out what God is saying. Then number two, you have to believe what God is saying. Yes. Believe you have it. to believe what God is saying. And you need to understand this. Believing is not based on your feelings. Believing is based on a choice. Mm. When we were believing God for Jordan and Jordan couldn't talk, it made me sad every time that I realized that she could not communicate mm. effectively. Mm. I was unbothered by what yes. I felt because I already had a word from God. You had chosen to believe I what God chosen is saying. chosen to believe. Yes. Believing is a choice. Yes. Believing is a choice. And, I, and just for another person who may need some clarity about carnal, if you are led by your feelings, you're carnal. Mm. If you're led by your feelings, if you do what you feel, you're carnal. Because we're supposed to be led mm -hmm. by faith. Mm -hmm. So we're going to find out what God is saying. We're going to believe what God is saying. Number three. And then number three, we're going to seek wisdom on how to apply what God is saying. Just because you hear something, you don't take off and run and try to do it in your own strength. That's what happened with, 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 with Abraham. Abraham heard that he was supposed to be the father of many nations. But in doing so, he heard what God was saying. But then he went in and tried to make a son on his own. He was like, well, my wife is too old. Maybe her handmaid can help us out. And he ended up creating more problems than, than, he, than, 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 than not. And so you got to get wisdom on how to apply what God is saying to your life, right? And ask God for specific, clear instructions on how your role in what he is saying is supposed to be about your life. You got to find out what God is saying. If God says to you, hey, I, I, I'm going to give you, it's time for you to get a new job. You don't go in on tomorrow and quit your job. You don't, you, don't, you don't just quit your job tomorrow. You need to find out what God wants you to do. He may want you to have a new job, but he may want you to go back and get some additional training first. Maybe the new job is within your corporation. He's going to promote you where you are. You got to get specific instruction. You got to seek wisdom on how to apply what God is saying. It's like me and you with keto. Yeah. Like I just jumped out there yeah. and tried yeah. something because it seemed like a good idea. Yeah. And then my stomach was hurting. The Lord was like, we could have skipped all that if you had just asked me because I actually know your body better than you do and all the other experts. So experience wasn't the best teacher. So experience was not <laughs> the best teacher, right? That's right. And then number four, I want to say what God is saying. Yes. I want to say what that God tongue. is saying. Everybody say this. Say train your tongue. Train your tongue. Train your tongue. Or, I even it, tame it. Tame it. The, the, the Bible it. says it's got to be trained. It's got to be tamed. You got to, that, that tongue, man, it'll set, it set stuff on fire. I think the Bible says it'll set the, a forest on blaze. You got to be careful that that tongue don't, don't, don't start saying something different than what God said. Because, you know, I use this as an example in my work all the time as a coach. People will accept labels from everybody but God. Man. Hear me. People man. will accept labels from everybody but God. Yes. You'll take a personality test. They'll say you're this and this. God will say you're not this and this. You act that way mm -hmm. because of trauma. Yeah. Here's a good example. There are people who believe they are extroverts. They are not extroverts. They actually developed extrovert as a way to be accepted by people. Yeah. There are people who believe that they are introverts. They are actually not actually introverts, but they will fight you to have that over what they God says about you. them. 
People will they, fight to retain that that title. And watch this. They'll fight to retain a title that doesn't serve them. Wait, say it again. They will fight you to retain a title when that title is not even serving them. It doesn't. In fact, that title is tormenting them. Yes. They will fight to say my diabetes. Yes. They will fight to say my cancer yes. or I'm rejected. They will fight to that. And then literally when someone tries to bring light to them, they will say, well, you don't know my situation. Well, I always have to tell you this. You are special, but your situation is not unique. Say it again. You are special, but your situation is not One unique. more time. You are special. But but your situation is not unique. Mm -mm. What does that mean? That means you do not have a problem, a challenge, or a situation that God has not already dealt with and delivered someone out of. In other words, it did not catch heaven off guard. It did not catch heaven off guard. I love guard. it. So we want to make sure we are saying what God is saying. Mm -hmm. What is God saying about your children? And let me tell you something. That can be really difficult with family members. Mm -hmm. The truth of it is, is that most of us are better at believing God for people we don't know. That's true. It's That's easier true. for me to believe God for your husband to do better. Mm. It's easier mm. for me because, because I don't have the emotions. Yes. It's easier for me to believe God when someone in your family is sick, yeah. right? Yeah. But I have to train myself to say what God is saying, yes. right? Yes. So I got to find out what God is saying. I got to believe what God is saying. I got to seek wisdom on how to apply what God is yes. saying. And then I got to say what God is saying. And number five, I got to learn to act in accordance. To what God is saying. The Bible says that faith without works is what? Dead. Dead being alone. So I got to learn to act in accordance with what God is saying. I got to do what he tells me to do, when he tells me to do it, how he tells me to do it, and keep on doing it until he tells me to do something else. I got to learn to act in accordance with God's word. That's what me and Kenny was talking about. I was like, listen, when the Lord tells you to do something, you got to be quick, prompt to do it right that doesn't just go along with giving it goes along with everything. everything it's not i mean i know that we use that when we talk about giving but it's like it, it translates to everything else we god wants us to be quick prompt to do givers right whose heart is in our we say giving because that's the scripture but i say it like this whose heart's in our doing our living <laughs> our living our giving our being so we got to learn to act in accordance with what god is saying so if we're going to walk by faith we got to find out we got to find out what god is saying we got to believe what he's saying we got to ask for wisdom on how to apply it we got to say what he is saying and then we got to act in accordance with it right, right. so we got to be speaking we got to be doing we got to be saying and that's why i keep going back to that whole thing about those four areas we got to tame say it again. you got to tame your thoughts you got to tame your tongue you got to tame your temperament tame your heart and you got to tame your team you got to tame those things in 2021. If you're going to live your best life, you got to understand that those are the four areas that are working in concert to either become my stronghold for, for prosperity living, or it's going to be my stronghold that keeps me out of prosperity living. I just want to tell you this. I think you're a really good teacher. I appreciate that. Thank you. Cute. Okay, Thanks. guys, listen. So it's your opportunity to give this morning if you've been blessed by the word. But Did I want this bless y'all. This was I want y'all to fun. This is what I want them to do. This fun teaching. This when the teaching gets on you, right? When the teacher anointing get on you. Okay. I want y'all to tell us how you're going to implement this word this week. Mm. I want to know. You, I, I've seen your comments. You gonna, you are you going to put that in the Facebook group? Like, they, I mean, they can put it. Put they it can here? start okay. putting it in the comments. I can put it right here in the comments. I want y'all to tell us, how are you going to implement this word this week? 
How are you going to implement it? I just want, because I want to tell you this. If you're going to go on adventures with God, you got to start being flexible and being obedient. And the Bible says that we will do great exploits. Great exploits. And if we're going to go on adventures with God, we got to be, we got to be ready. We got to, we got to know what the enemy's going to try to do. And we got to, we got to know what God's already done so that we don't get tricked into and pulled away uh, from the things of God. Amen. We, we, we absolutely do. I was thinking about this, you know, um, I, I run a business and um, I had this whole plan. My team will tell you, Clarissa's my is one of the graphic people. <laughs> hey, cock. That's right. right. Uh, Clarissa and I'm going to wait for instructions instead of running off half cock. You know, you want to be able to hear God. I say this to my, to my people. You want to be able to hear God so you can turn on a dime that you can turn directions on a dime. And we've talked about things oh, when good. we were going through with our house, things that God said, use this painter, don't use this painter, but on. Oh, y'all preaching in here. They are preaching. Go ahead. Y'all keep on. I was, um, I was, I had a plan for December for my business. And at midnight on December 1st, the Holy spirit woke me up and he said, I want you to teach about faith for 31 days. When you believe you can't lose doing it God's way. You just you just do what he says. So literally everything we plan for December, I just sent them a message. I said, Clarissa, I said, this why I don't make long term plans, because sometimes God needs to call an audible. Mm -hmm. And I believe this faith teaching is an audible. I believe this faith teaching is an audible that's setting us up for 2021. And what's an audible? Because women keep asking me what an audible is. An audible is in the football when the quarterback is already called to play. But when he gets to the line of scrimmage, he sees something he doesn't like about the defense. So he calls another play. I believe that when God begins to press into understanding faith, it is because he has seen what the enemy is planning mm -hmm. and he doesn't like the play. So he's recalling the play. So I want to challenge you to walk by faith and do what he said. All right, babe, what are they saying? Over Man, there? they said a lot of good stuff. I okay. can't, I can't even read all of them. It was just, it's, it's just a lot Somebody of good said stuff. Somebody said they're going to sit and listen to the Holy Spirit. To they, speak. they said, they said that they're going to listen to the Holy Spirit. They said, I'm going to spend more time in my word. They said, I'm going to, uh, you know, spend time in prayer, communicating. They said, I'm going to make sure that I'm listening to God and asking for wisdom. I mean, it was all kinds of stuff. It was just, we'll get, we'll go back and read them. But those of you that are uh, on this broadcast, you ought to be reading some of the comments by other people after this is over. Go back and read some of these. These are, they, they saying, they preaching, they saying good stuff. Somebody said, this is a redirection for real obedience to ensure we keep winning. Amen. Somebody said, I'm going to spend more time reading the word. Amen. And allowing time to hear from God. That's right. You got to read, you got to read the word and then pause. You got to sit in it a little bit. Let, let Thank y'all for giving us an opportunity to read the comments. We don't always get to do this live because we're trying to teach and go through this, right? Because this energizes us. Too. It does. It energizes us. We're going to come back and teach about faith next week. The reality of it is we could teach these same notes all over again and the Holy Spirit would say something different. Mm -hmm. Tamara says, I'm going to stop making excuses and just move on what God said. I will be intentional about following the Holy Spirit, yes. right? Tanya says, I'm going to get in my word and listen to the Holy Spirit and use my faith instead of my feelings in order to access heaven. That's Come good. on. Shonda says, I'm exercising my authority. Mm -hmm. See, there are some things that yes. when you get in faith, they have to bow when you speak. Yeah, Pop said, uh, Dr. Bell said, I am going to define myself based on uh, based on who God says I am. So many of you have defined yourself by lies. It ain't what God said about you. It's not who he made you. It's not how That's he right. defined you. You have to, I love what um, um, 
Dr. Bell said. Mm -hmm. We call him Pop because yeah. we went to school <laughs> with him. Dr. Bell. But I love what Dr. Bell says here. How many of you can see the Holy Spirit is even speaking to you about how you keep defining yourself by stuff that God and some of you. you well, are, that's what you've been saying. God's going to. This is a season where God's getting ready to reintroduce ourselves. Us, reintroduce us to ourselves. I love what Chris said. I'm doing what Chris does. I'm asking for more adventures. Mm. I'm asking for more adventures. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm asking for more adventures. I, God, I want to see, you know, I, I, one of my favorite faith teachers in the world is Pastor David Oyedipo. I call him Papa Oyedipo. And I was listening to him preach the other week, guys, Sunday, last Sunday, because I listened to him on Sundays. And he was talking about they just he's just he tells his tells testimony. So matter of fact, because mm, they are matter of they fact, so matter of yeah. fact, testimonies, the supernatural is so natural in his life. Right. And he he says literally on October 29th, a young a, a kid in their church died. And instead of taking the kid to the hospital or the morgue, where did they take the kid to the, church. to the church? And they said, and we prayed over the kid and the kid came back to life. So the mother could stop weeping. And then the church just went, amen. And they went to the next testimony. Yeah. But do you know that the supernatural should be natural in our lives? Mm -hmm. And do you know that as long as we playing with low level sin, right. that the supernatural cannot be right. natural in our lives? There, there are people who need to be saved, delivered and set free. There are people who need to be, the, the chains of the enemy need to be broken off of them. I remember when I just decided I don't have the luxury to play with sin. Mm -hmm. Do you know why? Because I really decided there were things I didn't want God to have to waste time talking to me about. Let me just say this, Demetria, we are, Pashon and I are in absolute agreement with you uh, that we are praying for your path to absolute wellness. We are yes. absolutely in agreement with you for that. <laughs> Amen. Absolute wellness. All right. We, what, no, Chandra said it'd be that low level sin. Like here you are supposed to be a whole adventurer. You supposed to be like Dora on adventures all over the place. But instead you sitting here trapped with some low level demons about some foolishness. I saw, some, I saw somebody say that they were uh, going to start moving on what God told them to do, that they knew what they were supposed to do, but they were afraid. That's right. So we come against the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. We come against the spirit of fear that will stop the people of God, the children of God from doing the things that we, that they know they have heard God instruct them to do. It is OK for us to take the leap. It is OK for us to jump once we've heard God. The, 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 we, we say it like this, that once we hear from God, we can fur no, no longer with flesh and blood. blood. And so we, we, de de we declare in Jesus name that flesh and blood will not stop you from doing the things that God has called you to do. That you are moving outside of your comfort zone, Come on. that you are going into new realms and new levels of trust in God. And as a result of that, you're going to see more and more great adventures in your life. And nothing can keep you bound if you decide Amen. you want to be free. I love what Fanya said. She said, I'm going to be more intentional about not playing with scenes. Amen. I love that yes. comment. She says, I'm now about to be intentional yes. about not playing with scenes. Right. I don't have time to play with scenes. It's adventures to be had. And the Bible tells us it's, it's the small foxes that destroy the vine. It, we ain't talking about people murdering and robbing and raping. It's the small stuff. When, when, when God tells you don't say that, but you say it anyway. You missed the mark on that. It's the small kinds of sins. That, that, but the Bible says is that, that those small sins are like yeast. The Bible says you put a little yeast in the cake, and what does it do? It makes the whole cake rise. A little leaven and leaven the whole thing. And so I declare in Jesus' name that all of us are going to be more intentional about 
about not messing around with those low level sins. We just gonna live our lives according to the word of God. Fanya over here preaching. She said, "Devil, you is not gonna pull me in and laugh at me." Like, that's, like, right. that's what you ought to say. You ought to say the devil gonna stop making a that's fool right. out of me. That's right. Okay, listen. Here's what I want to invite that's you to good do. Stuff, I want to invite you to do. If you wanted to get saved, send us a message. Put a comment here. If you want to rededicate, send us a message. Put a comment here. Um, I want to invite you to come to church on Thursday night. I want to invite you to come to Mindset Money if you can. Watch the replay if you if you work during the day. I want to invite you to come you to church on Thursday night. Will we ignite? You mean, or are you talking about Wednesday night? Did I say Thursday night? Uh huh. Um, <laughs> I thought you was doing something out there. We, we, no, no, no. Uh, I'm say, not. Oh, I thought you I want to invite you to come to Mindset Monday. Mindset Monday. I want to invite you to come to prayer <laughs> on, on Tuesday, Tuesday night. I want Wednesday to invite night? you to come to Bible study on Wednesday night. We to want get your teens. kids involved in Ignite. On Thursday. I want you to get your kid, your babies involved in, in Victory Zone. Zone. And I want you to come back next, next Sunday, Sunday morning at 930, 9.30 at Kristen Valley, Valley Worships. Worships. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And I want you to come back here. But next here's Sunday what I want you to do next Sunday at 10 a.m. Gotcha. I want you to bring somebody with you. You know somebody who needs this word. I want you to share this video with somebody this week. Tell them, listen, it may be a lot to listen to it all at one time. Tell them to listen to it in 15 minute segments at a time. Right. Now, and this this is this is the easy kind of invitation because you ain't asking to leave their house. You ain't asking them to get up. They can watch it while they're laying in the bed if they want to. But you ought to be intentional. We're asking you to be intentional about asking someone to come. We had about 130 people on the broadcast uh, this morning who watched it live. Uh, we know many, many more people will see it because thankfully you shared this and they'll see it throughout the week. But let's 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 everybody invite somebody to come and watch. And I saw several times where people who were first time visitors, uh, the people were thanking them for coming. So yeah. I know you guys are doing it. So thank you for doing that. I love y'all so much. We want y'all to have a good week. Listen, live for Jesus. Your life will be the better for it. Yeah. Walk by faith. Your life will be the better for it. We love you. Ways to give. Um, ways to give. There, if this ministry has blessed you, if you're a partner, you know we're challenging a church to be 100% tither because a church that's 100% tithers can do a whole lot of good in the world. Amen. We love y'all. We will see y'all. Listen to this message. Send us a message. Talk to us this week. Yeah. Send If you got long ones, pass that one, long ones, send me the short <laughs> ones. Right. And we love y'all and have a great week. And Anything if you, you have, yes, I just want to remind you once again, if there are any men who are watching the broadcast live or watching on the replay and you haven't went to like the new page yet, you should go do that. It is called When Men Heal. You can find it by going to www.facebook.com. And forward slash when men heal w h e n m e n h e a l when men heal all one word once you go there you'll see it like the page why do i want you to like the page because if you don't like the page i won't be able to send you the invite to our personal private group it's going to be just for men no women allowed. no women won't even be allowed in our private group uh they are allowed on our public page because thankfully and i want to appreciate a lot of the women were the ones sending this to their their their, their husbands to their fathers to their nephews to their cousins brothers i appreciate ladies you guys doing that uh but we're going to create this safe space for men so that we can deal with some some issues that men don't want to really talk about and let me just share this before we go um after ralph and i did the broadcast on thursday uh i think it was yesterday i got a message uh from someone uh and and basically uh what the guy was saying was that 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 what ralph talked about really set him free 
because he said that basically he had for all of his life, he had spent time performing, like trying to be the smartest, trying to be the best, trying to be the most athletic because he was looking for his father to validate him. And he didn't realize that's what he was doing, but that's the reason that he was doing all of these things for his wife. And that when his wife didn't, didn't, I guess, respond to those things in the way that he, that he thought he would get angry, but he realized he wasn't really angry. He was hurt, but he had never had the language for that until after the broadcast. And so I'm telling you, men are, are, are being helped. They're being set free. And Ralph and I decided we didn't care if we didn't help but one person. If we didn't help but one person, then then we we've been obedient to God. But we believe that there's a lot more men who, when they feel comfortable, when they feel when they feel safe, will be willing to share a lot of the same things that we know that we as men have faced and and have worked through. And so I encourage you. I want to make y'all an offer. And when y'all are ready and you've gotten the men ready and they need a soul shift, mm -hmm. holla at your girl. We'll holla at you. We're gonna, we, we gonna get them, we're gonna till we're gonna till the ground and then we'll let you so see. Holla at your girl. <laughs> but so anyway, www.facebook.com when men heal. Uh I don't know if somebody can put that in the group. Maybe it's already in there. There it is. Um and and invite your invite your male friends to to come be a part of it. I know that it's more difficult sometimes to get men to open up than it is women. But Ralph and I are going to do our absolute best in doing that. Uh, it won't they just wouldn't even it, like. It, they wouldn't even push likes on the post. It wasn't that they weren't liking it. A lot of times men are just listening, and so we get it. We not we're not bashing okay. the men for not pushing like. We're not bashing for not commenting. I know that when we got through, we had all kinds of men sending us messages. So I don't care whether they like or, or show hearts as long as they're listening and getting healed. Because that's what it's about. When men heal. Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. We Amen. got we got to go. We, we got, got to go. go. Y'all have a great week. Love y'all. Love y'all. Bye-bye. God bless. <laughs>